the UK government sent letters to TikTok and YouTube to demonetize Russell Brand. It is popping off in mainstream media. We've got the online safety bill. It's exposing the absolute insanity going on right now in the UK with freedom of speech. We've got much more happening than that. We've got just bonkers stuff across the planet. You know, you, Les, LT, a face we've had on the podcast <laughs> more than any other guest. And he's the most loved guest ever. And I've been absolutely buzzing to get you back on and we are joined by mr stephen gomez thank, thank you so it. much for having me thank you thank you you didn't say that i was the most loved and most hated yeah true. so um obviously for those of you who hate me uh, i'm hoping you're watching <laughs> always always love to have uh, uh, a little bit of an opposite uh, an opposition it's always good mm. uh, that's what uh, freedom of speech is isn't it really you know always. we should be able to disagree with each other in a in a peaceful manner uh, and find a resolution so anyway good thank you for having me on the show i've been really looking forward to it uh, i've been itching to talk about a lot of stuff um it is bonkers it is totally and utterly bonkers at the moment and um you know we've seemed to have gone into sci-fi world um we were talking, you know, before I came on um, about what's been happening. Uh, I've sent you a couple of videos with um, Neil Oliver and Zikalis are, you know, they've, 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 I love Neil Oliver, the way he explains things. I really do. He's got such a beautiful way of, of delivering, um, you know, very, very precise information, which I'm hoping people will start to listen to. Mm. You know, and the interesting thing is, He's not the only one who is calling for the R word, you know, which is in my, you know, I don't want to say revolution because we don't want revolution. We want, we just want a complete and utter change. And revolution kind of has that awful um, sort of, um, you know, Im implication that it means violence and things like that. None of us, none of us are advocating violence, but I'm bumping into people all over the place who are saying to me, we need we need a revolution. You know, I say it to I said it to an old couple who I was going for a walk on the South Downs and we got chatting Standard. about things. Well I do. I mean I, I'm a bit of an agitator from that point of view because I just want to see where people stand. So I say to people, you know, how are you finding life at the moment? And and I said, you know, do you think we need do you think we need a revolution? And nearly every single person says to me, One hundred percent, we need things to change. Damn. So, you know, this is I remember reading an article years ago which was saying about how um, there are the sort of thick, the sort of very deep middle class individuals, okay, and we were talking about this earlier on, you know, who will always vote for Labour or always vote for Conservative and they're, they're solid, you know, they, they, they tend not to move. And I heard a term they were described as the rocks, you know, and these people just don't move. They, they, they sit and they, whatever happens in the world, they don't move. Now, you know that there is a big problem when these people start to move. Yeah. And that's what I'm noticing. These people are now saying something is seriously wrong. Yeah. Seriously wrong. No. Sorry, go Sorry. Ahead. No, yeah. I completely agree. And that kind of ties into like what we're going to be talking about like loads today, which mm. is, you know, like the what happened with Russell Brand, regardless of what you think of the accusations, the fact that the UK government was reaching out to private companies saying ban this guy, you know, demonetize him and I mean, that's just beyond insane. No rational person, even if you're a complete square, looks at that and goes, That's that's not a bit disturbing. So like speaking of the actual story, so MPs yeah. write to TikTok and broadcasts over Russell Brand's content and warn GB News of impartiality. So TikTok 
has had a committee of MPs that Brand Russell Brand does not profit from his 2.2 million followers account. Caroline Deringe, however you say it. Dinage, Caroline Dinage. The Conservative Chair of the Culture, Media and Sports Committee asked our social media giants to clarify whether Mr. Brown, who faces a number of serious assault accusations, is able to monetize his content on the platform earlier for off-platform behavior. So if you're listening to this and you think that that is not absolutely insane, we have the government reaching out to private companies saying to ban a prominent figure like we've hit new lows of the complete erosion of free speech. It is beyond, beyond crazy. This is China. This is North Korea. People think it's hyperbolic. This is the bottom line. We got government MPs running to private companies to ban people to deem, to take away their income. It, like it's crazy. But I think we should start off by talking about Russell Brand and the actual case because I think we'll definitely disagree. So. Police in London launched investigation into Russell Brand's allegations. So Scotland Yard has launched an investigation into a number of sexual assault offences allegations across the country. The four-year-old comedian has been accused of rape, assault, and emotional abuse from 2006 to 2013 when he started the height of his fame working for the BBC and Channel 4 and starring in Hollywood films. He denies all the allegations. So Steve Gomez, let's hear it, let's hear it, let's get straight into it. What are <laughs> yeah, your thoughts? Well, uh, look, it seems to be that... Um, the way that they throw dirt at somebody is through sexual allegations. Okay, first of all, you you can count numerous personalities who've crossed the line, so far as they're concerned. And these personalities have always been accused of sexual misdemeanour. You know, forget the fact that the vast majority of those politicians have got weird predilections. Okay, some of the, some real weirdos, you know, who represent us. Um, and it's almost projection. They projected at these people. So this is, in my opinion, this is a classic psyop. So I was never really a fan of Russell Brown. I didn't particularly like him. Um, you know, I I was ambivalent about him. You know, he he was a bit bit flash. He was a bit gobby, and he used to annoy me, to be honest. Okay, and yeah, I can imagine that. You know he was probably a little bit predatory when it came to his sexual predilections and the, the way that he behaved. Um, you know, everybody in their past is not ha is, is probably, you know, got episodes where when none of us are particularly proud of our behaviour. Okay, that's just life. Life, you know, for a lot of people, sometimes if you're an extreme personality, that kind of thing can come to haunt you. Okay, now the issue I've got here um, is... It would appear that no one has actually come forward and made a complaint about Russell Brand. Okay, just just hear me out. If if like um, who's that? Who's the um, uh, Me Too? Um, Kevin Spacey. Not Kevin Spacey. He was a big producer, uh, really well known. Looked like a walrus, American guy, and uh, was accused of. You know, uh, he's in prison. Gone to prison. Brett Weinstein. 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 So you know. With the Weinstein situation, you had women queuing up. Okay, um, again, you know, where was Weinstein on the political spectrum on this? Because it seemed to happen during a Trump campaign. I can't quite remember. But what I'm saying is that there seems to be a fashion for casting these aspersions against certain people. I'm not trying to, you know, make out that Weinstein didn't do these things. I'm sure he did. But if you look at some of the women who who profited from their relationship with Weinstein, they seem to do pretty well. 
Okay, and it's been well known in Hollywood that the casting couch was one of the tricks of the trade or one of the hazards of the trade. If you were a woman, and and I've been, and I've heard also men. I've got a friend of mine who works as a cameraman, and he says even men have had to go through that as well. Okay, so it's not just women. He knows of of men who've had to let's put it this way um, satisfy uh, another man who is interested in propose uh, in 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 pushing this person's career. So this is across the board, and it happens in that industry. Now, the issue I've got with Russell Brand is that he was really ramping up his stuff. Now, a lot of people I know in the sort of truth communities and the awake communities are not sure whether he's a shill, whether he's a controlled opposition. Uh, and, and this kind of slightly sends me around the bend because this guy, irrespective of what has happened, has increased his his uh, audience to 6 million. Now, if you listen to the Calvin Robinson GB News talk, that is cumulatively more than the Telegraph, Telegraph and, and I think BBC? The Times. And the Times, sorry, the Times and BBC, was it? I can't remember. No, who, Times and Telegraph. Times right? and Telegraph. The well, Times and I've, Telegraph. Channel, Channel 4 and the Times. Okay, Channel 4. And the, uh, they seem to have come together in order to attack him. Okay. Now, he's got a massive, a massive following. Okay. All of a sudden, when he's said some really robust things, which we all we've all been saying together, we've been saying this for ages. Okay, he's gone out on mainstream TV. He's broken the rules and he said things that he shouldn't have said. Okay, and you can see, you know, Caroline Dynage, um, whose husband was deputy commander of Seven Seven Brigade, which is the disinformation unit of the British Army which uses cancel culture and, and, and all sorts of other nasties to try and um, stop people's behaviour, uh, where it's going against the propaganda that the government is trying to push forward. Russell Brand has absolutely smashed them in that, in that area. Okay, And isn't it funny that Caroline Dynage who now calls herself Lady Lancaster or something. These trumped-up people. What, you know, the, the, do you remember I keep using the term psychopathic narcissist? <laughs> you know, that, if you want proof of a psychopathic narcissist, you've got Caroline Dynage, whose dad was Fred Dynage, who was the TV personality on South Today. Okay, All of a sudden, she's now become Lady Lancaster and has married some sort of major general. You know, it, it's, I, I heard there's an old term, a bounder, okay? A bounder is someone who tries to put themselves above their station. And and actually, you know, you can't buy class, Caroline, and you've got no class because the way you're behaving is pretty shit. OK, writing letters mm. to media organisations because you find that some rumour has come out, which has not even been, you know, if there were women queuing up, like with Weinstein, saying, oh, um, you know, Russell Brand raped me, Russell Brand touched my bottom, Russell Brand did this, then yeah, blooming heck, we need an investigation. But when they go digging and ringing up maybe some girl he had a, a fling with who's feeling a bit pissed off because she couldn't, you know, develop a relationship with him, you know, what's the, what's the word? A woman scorned is a, is a I, I can't remember, there's an old term. Um, anyway, so you've probably got these these individuals who have got a grudge against Russell Brand and, and and in fact, one of them, I think, recently said, you know, stop stop contacting me. I've got nothing against Russell Brand. You know, just leave me alone. Because they were pestering her to get information. Wow. Okay, This is clearly, this is clearly 
uh, a massive attack against Russell Brand. And for those of you who think he's a shill or think he's controlled opposition, well, if he is, he's having a bloody rough time. He really is. And if he's being demonetised, funnily enough, um, I saw him in the... Um, Sorry, I'm going... Russell left. Brand. Russell Brand. Blimey. This is really funny. My, my, so I'm just going to lift this. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Right, is that yeah, working? Yeah. Good. So um, I, I was out, uh, went for a drive with my partner, and we were in the New Forest. And we're driving along, you know what the New Forest is like, you can see for miles, you know. Mm. And uh, there was this big land, um, one of the defenders, new defenders, parked up. And it was parked up uh, slightly on the side of the road. And this guy gets out wearing a leopard skin coat. Now, who gets out wearing a leopard skin coat <laughs> with long black hair? And I looked at him and I went, is that Russell Brandt? He goes, no, he looks like Russell Brandt. So I, I drove up next to him and it was Russell Brandt. No way. Yeah, and I said, hey, Russell, how are you? And he looked a bit, like, worried. You know, this is literally the week before all this came out. Oh, wow. And he looked a bit worried. And I said, hey, Russell, we love you. Keep it up. You know, whatever you're doing is great. You're waking people up. Um, and I just he said, oh, thanks, man. We love you. You know what he's like. You know, love you, love you. Yeah. I said, oh, all the best. And I drove off. I didn't want it. He was with his kids and stuff like mm. that. And I didn't want to take up his time you know but i just wanted to say well done um and the problem we've got is that as a community this can really split us you know i've got a mate of mine who absolutely hates russell brand is convinced 100 percent that he's part of you know the controlled um uh, opposition the bottom line is right now what we're witnessing is someone being sacrificed and, and actually being torn to shreds by a media frenzy. But, but can I just say, yeah. also, it's interesting how this has come up just as some important bills are going through, are being passed through the the Parliament, mm. which are directly affecting us, the online safety bill, and prior to that, the energy uh, bill, which are draconian and tyrannical. I mean, if any of you know the light paper, which I distribute, and a lot of us do... Uh, I don't know if you can see that. Can you, if I hold yeah, it up yeah, there? Yeah. Uh, the age of tyranny. Yeah. Keep the, it age, like. the age of tyranny. <laughs> the energy bill legalised forced to enter homes. We'll cover this in a minute. But isn't it funny how whilst these were sort of passing through their approval, and let's put it this way, the MPs are all approving everything. Okay, so there's there's no there's nobody standing up for us saying, hang on a minute, this is totally wrong. You can see all of these MPs They've they've managed to corral them. They've got them all doing exactly what they want. Mm. So MPs don't represent us anymore. They represent themselves. Well, yeah, no, interesting take. I think a lot of people do agree with you. Like I've I've had a lot of people reach out to me and like big Russell Brand fans that oh you know it's all controlled opposition. No, not controlled. He's innocent. But you got to look from an like an objective truth, regardless of if you like him or not. He shagged eighty people a week, you know, over a thousand a year. He was a heroin addict. So even if he did do it, he wouldn't. You wouldn't even know if he did do it. He was look, that. You know. You know. This is the problem, um, Rory. And I'm not calling you a liar. Um, I wouldn't do that. But <laughs> but eighty people a week. Okay. Where's that come from? He got an official award by the Sun Shagger of the Year. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he was well, degenerate to the absolute. He core. he really was a degenerate. Yeah. Um, but why didn't anybody come out at that time when he got that award? Well, no, that's the thing. One of the girls went to a rape centre right. when it happened. And she didn't tell the police, but there's documents of her 
going to rape send her because she was scared to kind of blow the lid off it. Right. And you, I, I'm not denying that there's not media collusion, but the fact is the probability of him actually having non-consent sex with someone when he shagged over a thousand people a year conservatively well i mean that's a huge number of people to have shagged really seriously and i mean (laughs) and he's got his pair bonded (laughs) well i mean yeah okay so um this guy's got a a very shady past uh but i just think you know look how long since he received that award and (laughs) and now okay so isn't it you know it doesn't take the brain of Britain to work out that why did not some why didn't something come out? It because it serves their purpose now to try and and pull him down. I agree, now, I agree, but I, that doesn't mean it's not true. I'm not. Yeah. I have never said it's not true. Yeah. I'm not saying that. But the old way of dealing with this would have been a total closure. The women, the lady, would have been um, uh, given an anonymity. It would have gone to a court, and the court would have decided what happened. That is justice. But the thing is about rape cases, majority of rape cases don't. So if one person comes out and they said, this guy raped me, no, chances are nothing will happen at all. Yeah. And so in that respect, it needs multiple people. It needs momentum to actually, for there to be an investigation. Like people who get raped, for instance, yeah. like who I've spoke to and stuff, they say, you know, if they go to the police, the police say, oh, that's terrible. But nothing will actually happen substantively. So, like, I, I, I actually really like Russ Brand. I've watched him before he blew up. I was a big yeah, fan yeah. of him. I've watched him for years. Yeah. Um, but when I look at it, I think, if I was to bet money on this, if I had 100 quid, what would I bet? He's guilty, or I'm based on all the facts. I'm not saying there's not media collusion. I would say it's pointing towards he's guilty. And I'm not saying that he's not a changed well, man uh, but and repentant. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. You know, I, well, okay, look. If if someone is accused of rape, okay, and it's brushed under the carpet, nothing's done about it. That's bad news. That's really bad news, and I and I think that would be a terrible misjustice, injustice. What I'm saying here is that if ten years has passed, okay, and nothing has been brought against Russell Brand, then all of a sudden, when he's not flavour of the month by those in control. All of a sudden, they bring up those old cases. Now, I want to just remind you of one thing. In our party political system, we have what's called the whip. Okay, the whip is the person in charge of the MPs for that for that party. Keeps them in line. Keeps them in line. Yeah. How does the whip keep them in line? Well, yeah, good point. They How? know stuff. No, no, they no. Know How does the whip keep these? Narcissistic criminal. <laughs> not all of them. Oh, all mate, them. they all are. They, they well, all over Andrew Bridget. Look, look, Andrew Bridget. Uh, uh, no, ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, the Saint Andrew Bridget. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know I'm one of his great fans because yeah. he is probably one of the only honest people there. There's possibly one or two other, you know, but the vast majority of them, the vast majority, are crooked, uh, psychopathic, narcissistic individuals. Because in order to seek that level of power. You have to have something not quite right. And the reason they allow them to reach those dizzying heights is because they can be manipulated. All right? They're manipulated because they've all, by the mere fact that they are subordinate to the whip, means that they've, the whip has got shit on all of them. 
Okay? And if one of them steps out of line, well, hey-ho, this situation happens like with Russell Brand. Okay, so we know, let's say, for example, Mr. You know, Trevor Smith MP, okay, was a bit of a dark horse in his past. He's moved on from that and he's he's trying to make his life better. But there's a couple of episodes in the past where he's not very proud of himself, right? But the whip's got hold of those and the whip holds that over him. So when he says to him, now, we've got this new uh, energy bill coming through, Trevor. Um, I know you don't like it, but you are going to vote for us, aren't you? And Trevor's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I, I'm definitely, you know, I don't believe this is right because the public are are going to be, um, you know, put under a terrible stress. People are going to be able to break into their homes and install smart meters. And if you if you fight against it, you've got 18 months in prison more than if you punch someone in the face on the street. Wow. OK, that's that's the situation we've got. That's why this is happening. And so the whip says to him, uh, Trevor, um, what's this photo here? And Trevor goes, OK, all right. Fine. All right. Um, I'll, I'll vote for you. I'll vote. I'll vote, I'll vote oh. for it. That. So. So you've got double standards yeah. at play. All right. I'm telling you. I don't. No, know but if would you say there's there's double standards on both sides though? Because I'm seeing a lot of people say definitively like Russell Brand's innocent, and it's like, hang on a sec. We haven't even had barely a week of evidence, and you're already saying you definitively know he's innocent. For me, that's just tribal hackery because there's no way well, you would know. But hang on, you're, you're not, you know, according to what my understanding of the justice system is that you're innocent until you're yeah. proven no, guilty. Yeah, no, I agree, but people are saying definitively he didn't do it, he's completely well, I innocent. I mean, okay, look, I mean, I think if, I'm not saying that because I mm. don't know. And also, sorry, no one knows whether he shagged 80 people a week. <laughs> Okay, that's the son. True, true. Son, you know, the son was the one that said, you know, Freddie Star ate my hamster. You know, you know, the, the son is the son will say anything, you know, and give him an award for Chief Shagger. And they said, hey, of course they'll. Say. So if you're if you're using the son as your source of information, true, point, I'm really sorry, no, but mate. He's known Rory, as, come on, mate. Come on. He slept round. Like, he's well known. Oh, he come on, well come on. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of people, you know. In in those days, shagged around, you know. I mean, but beyond beyond like yeah, beyond well, normal. Like, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's uh, not normal at all, really. But you know, it's I mean, like, eighty people a week. I mean, I just want to do the maths on that. And, you know, is that how many? That's forty people a day, or something like that. No, no, not eighty. I don't know. You know, like ten a day. Ten a day. No, it's more than ten. It's about fifteen a day or something like that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So, so that's how he would have spent. <laughs> Safety people a week. I mean, unless he's right. having orgies in the evening, I just can't work this out. Look, I want to move no, he was away. A, he was a I want to move addict. forward. He was a. He okay. admitted he was okay. a sex right. addict. Well, he so, hate, yeah. okay, if he's a sex addict, I do what, not endorse. I want to just know what kind of women really want to. Yeah, you know, I mean, if, if he's a sex addict and he's known for that, what kind of woman will put herself in that situation? Yeah. Okay, so you've got to ask that, and then then all of a sudden, Devaluing because he's turned yourself. around yeah, exactly. <clears throat> all of a sudden, you've got this situation where you've gone to sleep with a sex addict. He's turned around and said you're shit okay or something like that mm. you're upset you're indignant so you're going to report him for rape yeah okay we, people have been reported for rape for lesser things okay so so let's let's not let's not get all high high mm. and highfalutin <clears throat> about this the bottom line is you know let's not depart from the fact that we have got an utterly corrupt criminal government and it's not just the government, it's councillors. It's on every level, mm. every level. We've got, we've got the most, you know, crooked pr- prime minister I've ever imagined us having. 
Okay, this guy's a, he's married to a billionaireess. Mm. He's a multimillionaire. We know about Thaleen Partners, where he invested a huge amount of money Moderna. which Moderna vaccines. Yeah. Mm. Okay, and isn't it funny how he's come to prominence now? Okay, it's got the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab all over it. And <laughs> also, and don't forget yeah. all of this shit, this really awful stuff that's happening in the world, started with the Biden administration. Okay, all of this stuff has come in since. Since the well, demon crisis, I wouldn't go that far. I think it's oh, yeah. Mainly, yeah well, yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about the on safety for a bit. I think so. Okay, the proposal. Um, so the long awaited free uh, on safety bill has been debated and delayed due to the impacts on privacy, freedom, and speech. On the 9th of September, it passes its final stage in parliament, meaning that it will finally become law after the idea was. Can you tell me the date again? Uh, the 19th of September, 19th of September. <laughs> when did this crap about um. I, I think there are being adjustments. It's quite bad. I don't know the specifics. All right. But, but it, I think it, it does look like Russell Brand like will get kicked off. But what is in the bill? So the proposed legislation is to protect users, including young people. So the whole thing of safety, you know, we've seen it all before. Yeah. Um, according to the government, the bill will make the UK the safest place in the world to be online. The aims to reduce the negative impact of online content on children, including the impact of those with mental health issues and the risk of abuse. So the children bit, you know, you can make an argument there, you know, certain things like pornography, yeah, there should be regulation, but they say, but also on those with mental health issues. Now that's as broad as you want. And, you know, I mean, you can't like, that's crazy. Um, so, you know, there's many kind of things within that. And it also means that, yeah, but anyway, I'll go into the bill. So including in collaboration with collaboration with Ofcom action against mm. harmful content is more direct and harsh, taking a zero tolerance approach as social media platforms have to rapidly, rapido, <laughs> take responsibility and remove any illegal content to protect children. If they don't do this, fines could face up to a billion of pounds or bosses could even face prison, age limits and age checking measures, publishing risk assessments are more accessible reporting facilities are now expected from social media platforms. So the bottom line, so how long is it going to take? So the bill was introduced in the House of Commons on the 17th of March and it was considered at the Public Bill Committee over 17 set, set sittings and went through 13 lines by the examination sessions in 20, June 2022. Government's amendments meant the bill wasn't introduced to the House of Laws until January 2023 and now it's waiting. Royal was sent. Once this is granted, it will be implemented as quickly as possible in a phased approach. Um, so what this means is it means that people online, c companies will be incentivized to censor. Now, I'm not talking about child porn. I'm not talking about any of that, right? Because there are terrible things the internet should get mm. taken down. I'm talking about speech. Because when we talk about videos, that's a different kettle of fish, right? But things like X, Twitter, like if people's goal is to protect children, right? I know there's people who have good intentions in this. But the bottom line is if the government are in complete troll control of private companies in you know what young people can see we're going to have the and bearing in mind we've got like 80 percent of young people are socialists imagine what the next generation would be when they can't even question the smallest things then they're also getting taught all this absolute shit in school i mean like when this comes in this is next level stuff and i mean like things like my podcast like i don't know what's going to happen really I'm, I'm getting paranoid. Well, it's, you, you've got a good right to be paranoid. I mean, Klaus Schwab has actually said that um, he heralds the Chinese regime and the Chinese way of doing things as the way the world should be. Okay. And, and we know how draconian the Chinese are on anything. Okay. They have complete control. Complete control. Now, this is what they want to see. They want to see an obedient, quiet, sort of passive group of people who don't question what they do. 
and they're petrified of being questioned. Okay, now this is another level. This is another level. So it's very easy to say we're doing this to protect children. Okay, so my children, I've got four kids, you know, you know my kids. And and you yourself, okay, have grown up without this. Have grown up without this. Okay, there's there's millions of children who have grown out, who have grown up without this level of scrutiny. Okay, and you've been exposed to all sorts of things, but you've chosen not to look at those things. Okay, so my partner's son goes to a, a private school uh, locally, and she went to a parents' evening um, recently. And most of that time was taken up with uh, a software company which was trying to sell their software which will protect the children online. But you have to pay, an <laughs> you have to pay money to have this software system installed on, on all your equipment at home. Okay? And I said to her, just train him not to look at things. Just, just give the child common sense. But I agree with you. I do agree with you. And I think the key thing is the parents are responsible. Like... Like the the role of the state, like if we're going to open the door of what your kid sees and stuff and stuff like that with kids, and I'm not saying there shouldn't be some things. Maybe you know it's not actively promoted hmm. porn and stuff, but you know we are, we do live in this really sexualized society, and it's also funny all these kind of left wing people who are against censorship are the same people who are into kind of all this degeneracy. Absolutely, it's a complete contradiction. Yeah, yeah. They're the people promoted sex work. I know. <laughs> Therefore, I know. I know. Um, yeah, and, twisted sex. Yeah. So I think like. I, I, I get what you mean and I agree with you, um, but I mean, there is a lot of temptation, I think, for young people. And we are seeing with young people growing up today, like, you know, we're seeing a lot of men very depressed. We're seeing um, a lot of, on both sides, a lot of people who are lonely and isolated, people who aren't trying to find a partner because they're living in these whole, you know, they just consume themselves with porn and stuff. And I, th yeah, but, I think yeah, but, no, but this isn't going to stop porn. You're missing the point. True, true. This, you know, that you, look... You know, when I was growing up, um, the, the the top shelf was was you know what we always used to look at when we were you know uh, young virile young boys, and uh, you know it didn't take much to, for one of our mates to buy one of the magazines or nick one of the magazines. All right, so porn is always going to be there. All right, what you've got to train people is to understand the deviance of pornography. Okay, uh, we're all we're all equally you know uh, open to this and. It, it, it's it's available. It depends on your self-control. Okay, you cannot control people by this online bill. Now, at the moment, what you're talking about is the protection of children, but when you look at the actual bill, it's far more reaching yeah, than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can listen into any conversation, any conversation. This is a snooper's charter. If they want to watch you and they want to listen to you and they can and they'll they'll use any excuse to try and control us. Mm. Okay. Right now they're getting a bit worried because they're losing control. Okay. Because the the independent media, which they don't have control over, mm. is rife with with outing them. Mm. Okay. So what do they do? Okay, right. Okay, well, um, if we're not happy with what you're doing, we're gonna bring in this new bill. It's to protect the children. It's it's protect the children. Uh, okay, but then why are you listening into a conversation that I'm having with my my friend, an adult? Uh, why are you listening into conversations that have got nothing to do with you? What, why are you control? Why have you now opened this, you know, gateway? So whereas before we had privacy, now remember Snowden uh, alerted us to the fact that the American government was able to listen to everything, 
okay and there was no privacy you know even the the camera on your computer was being hacked okay and then they said no 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 it's not happening and then he said no it is okay what they're doing with this is actually making it legal for them to do that okay at the moment it's literally a war them against us mm. it is that bad and until every single person starts to wake up and realize that these people are being financed and paid okay to 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 support a system that they're trying to bring in to to tyrannize to to to, to control us okay we're in real danger we really really are in danger mm. no I, I completely agree and it's one of those things where you know, there's people who have sat on the sidelines, like, I'll, I always call up my brother, and I'll call about again for the video of time on the podcast, because he, there's some things he knows, like, you know, censorship, the mandates, he knew all these things are bad, but he just got in line anyway. And there's a certain point, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, you have to speak out. If someone says, you know, this is, this is good, or like, pro- things are promoted, may that be in your school, maybe then your job, you have to call it out. There's, because uh, there'll be a certain point where there is no going back. When mm. the digitization comes and we're working with CBDCs, we've got cameras everywhere. I mean, we're dealing with ULIS and stuff, but you know, the ULIS expansion, we've got net zero, you can't travel, you can't go outside your little 15 minute seat, you can't go on holiday, you can't eat meat. When all this stuff happens, it's there will be a certain point where it's too late and the only thing will actually have to be. I don't want to say the V. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say well, that, but when you, push, cer- when you push yeah. people on the yeah. edge, no, there will if, be a certain if someone point. pushes me toast close to a cliff, <clears throat> okay, I will fight like Billio mm. to get away from yeah. that cliff. Yeah. So you can't help me. When you push people too far, violence will, will yeah. erupt. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not saying in any way no, that it, it shouldn't be. happen. It should yeah. never happen. No. But but we are also the most um, scrutinised um trying to find the word for it uh we are the most watched group of people in britain there are more cctvs in britain than anywhere else and now they're bringing in this mm. so not only can they watch us they can listen to us they can do whatever they like under the premise that they're protecting mm. the children yeah and even even if you think that every single person has good intentions just look at the past two years objectively and think imagine what it'd be like because there's n- there's not going to be young people on the street next lockdown because how would they if this comes through like i mean the future is just beyond dystopian and if you're seriously there listening to this or whatever and you think oh you look at these conspiracy nuts talking about um digital id and stuff you're like you are f- like you need to actually splash some water on your eyes and open yeah. open a book yeah. or something because I have these conversations with people and in my world it's kind of normal like we you know we need to fight we need to resist mm. and then I speak to someone else who's kind of just getting along with stuff following listening to BBC News and it's just like how can you not wake up at this point how many times do I need to send you videos how many times do I need so, so remember Rory when oh. in the, in the in the deepest darkest <clears throat> days of 2020 2021 mm. when we were doing these t- podcasts and we were talking about the v you know uh the jibber jabber uh and mm. all that kind of stuff okay and we were called uh conspiracy theorists mm. and anti-vaxxers and people were spitting at us and, and and hating on us because we were telling them things and 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 it's really amazing now because i've got people coming up saying to me who were vociferously anti-me wow. now coming to me and saying oh i knew it anyway Oh, I, I knew they were dangerous. I, wow. And I'm like, you complete and utter, you know, it just dry. Mm. But I just let it go because, okay, they're turning. They're now beginning to realise. But the number of people who have got this ability to actually convince themselves that 
despite the fact that they were anti it. Oh no, no now they knew. Now yeah, they knew. Yeah, right. yeah. It's very it's very typical of mm. these type of people. Yeah, but oh. but there are people who there are people who've legitimately changed and massive respect because I know those people who, Absolutely. who you know, they listen to BBC News, they wore the you know, all these things and then they're like, Holy shit, we're controlled, this is fucked up and then now they're more you know, they're part of the resistance. This is, which is why I don't make a fuss. When someone mm. like that says it to me, good on you. It's how okay. they say it though. I it's think. how yeah. they say it. But I'll t- I've got to tell you this. So I was queuing up uh, to buy some groceries at uh, Waitrose and um, I was listening to the conversation in front of me, okay? And I was, the, I couldn't believe this was happening. The lady at the checkout was having a conversation with a son and his mother, okay? Older, older people. And she was saying, I can't believe how dangerous, I can't believe how ill I was after the vaccine. I, I was so sick. I was so, uh, sorry, I used the V word. Let's to cut it out, sorry. Um, yeah, um, I was so ill after the jibber-jabber. Um, you know, safe I, and effective treatment. Safe and effective treatment. I was, I was, I was so ill after the safe and effective treatment that I had uh, to, against the C, the C virus. And, <laughs> sorry, I'll clap for you. Um, so I had this conversation in front of me and she was saying, I was so ill. I can't believe, I can't believe. And I was really ill. And then the other, the other couple... The older couple saying, "Yeah, we were really ill," and and they were. They, I was like, "Hang on, guys, we've been having this conversation. We've been telling." So I stepped in. I said, "Excuse me, are you talking about, you know, the jibber jabber, safe and effective treatment?" And they said, "They said, yeah, yeah, we are." So I then said, "Look, I just want to tell you my background. As you know, was in biotechnology. I have a degree in biotechnology, and I actually studied immunology and virology. So I'm kind of quite well placed." to understand the, the the whole sort of efficacy or the, the argument for their efficacy. And I know that these mRNA um, safe, and effective. safe and effective treatments <laughs> are the last thing that they are, okay? And, you know, just to bring it up, what is the current excess death rate? It's about 12%, okay? And they're making it out that it's various other things. It's like so 40,000 this year. Yeah, absolutely. So 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 going going back... You know, we have to see a pattern, guys. You know, wake up, wake up, wake up. Smile the coffee. If you're, if you're listening to this, it is your duty. If you think the way that Rory and I do, if you're a truther, if you are awake, it is your responsibility to tell and wake other people up. I've been doing it. I go for walks in the South Downs. I fall into conversations and I challenge people in these conversations Mm. and like I said whereas before people would walk away wouldn't want to talk to me they're now saying to me we need revolution Mm. we need revolution no amen amen and like like, there was someone who I had on I think it's in the sixth episode and I had him on it was a really intense discussion that's for the NHS man for Mm. 120,000 NHS workers thankfully they say their jobs and stuff thanks to together they had people like that and I'm going to try and invite him back on and if he accepts it's going to be a fucking clash but like it needs to happen because he represents the people who you know like like i i think i spoke about this a lot on the podcast but john hopkins university did a meta-analysis of ten thousand ten thousand peer-reviewed papers and it showed that the first lockdown saved at best a thousand lives right mm. so i sent it to him and he he responded like oh oh shit you know and it was just clear as day like if you look at that and you seriously think that's conspiracy for you. Like, get, like, what, what can convince you? And that's the thing. There's still to this day, there's still legitimate people. I don't know how they managed to come up with it who think lockdown was a good idea. I mean, 
we're on the stage of the safe and effective treatment talking about that. If you're still on the stage of thinking lockdown was a good idea, I mean, you may as well just suck off BBC News every uh, abs- day. Absolutely. Like, what the fuck? You, you know what really gets me, though, <clears throat> is the number of people who've said to me how dangerous those those safe and effective treatments were that they had, and they had three or four of them, okay, how dangerous they were. And when I've got people in Waitrose saying openly how ill they've been okay then you discover that there are still people still people out there going and getting their safe and effective (laughs) treatments okay and here let me just explain this okay i have never had a safe and effective treatment okay (laughs) it's just so (laughs) i love this term so um i've never had one okay i got covid um I felt a bit sick for about three days, had a bit of a sniffly, bit of a throat, felt a bit sick, sat in bed, watched rugby, um, and then got up, made myself some food, went back to bed, three days. Yeah, after about the fourth day, I had a bit of a cough, which lasted for a little while, but I was fine, okay? Thank God, thank God, uh, it hasn't returned. Okay, now, funnily enough, I know numerous people who've had numerous safe and effective treatments okay and literally every two months they're getting the c and the funny thing is they know they're getting the c because they're testing for it but you can't test for it as we know as i've explained before pcr polymerase well, chain no, reaction it'll get, it'll get, yeah, okay sorry. oh sorry sorry, uh, sorry. Oh. i just it'll, it'll, i'll have to cut okay yeah, sorry. all right so <clears throat> the test for the safe and effective treatment as we know is bogus so all these people who are taking it are, you know, are are um, <clears throat> are are actually being reinfected. Okay. Now I, I want to say this. This is really really important, and I've got to watch how I say this. The safe and effective treatment was based on a um, mRNA um, V vaccine okay i'll try not to get you kicked off now when they tested it on the animals the safe and effective treatment there was 100 percent mortality now i apologize a lot of you know this i'm just repeating it because i'm trying to make a point okay the problem with those animals was they passed away after they received secondary and tertiary reinfections, okay? Because what the safe and effective treatment had done was it had sent their immune system into chaotic, in a hay, their immune system was a haywire system. It, it couldn't identify what was good or bad, okay? So they died from what was called ADE, antibody-dependent enhancement, which meant their body couldn't differentiate with external or internal threats and basically it started it's like aids um they started dying from just multiple infections okay now what have they started to do in schools they've introduced nasal safe and effective treatments for flu okay what that safe and effective treatment will do the flu up the nose is it will cause an infection. That's the way they work. That infection given to someone who's had the safe and effective treatment could create 
that exact situation, which is what I've explained, that happened with the animals, which caused 100% deaths. Wow. I mean, so I'm very worried about that. Yeah, I mean, there's diff- there's different takes on the harm. There's definitely debate within that. I think I disagree with you on that, but I do agree with you on the f- on. I do think there's been massive, like, unprecedented harm. I'm on the same page that completely. Yeah. Um, but kind of talking on a positive note, I think okay. before we talk about this because I saved it because I always love talking to you. Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good go. Um, Let's so do positive. I, I went on a Christian retreat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I haven't really spoke about it too much on the podcast and. Yeah, no, best week of my life ever. Yeah. Completely changed me. Um, Absolutely phenomenal. And I thought I'd talk about this with you as well. Because I just wanted to say kind of big thanks. Because I spoke with you about meeting someone for a long time. And we we went back and forth for weeks and weeks. And I've met a love of my life. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it was love at first sight. Like as soon as I saw her. At Teze? Yeah. No, it was, I, I fell in love with her before Teze. Oh, on, yeah. Should we listen to this right okay, now? Yeah. Um, it Like, I saw her, <clears throat> I saw on the Zoom, I loved how she was laughing and stuff before yeah. we went to Teze. And then we get on the coach, and the coach alone, we just sat for hours and hours and so hours. So she went to Teze with yeah, you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Really and cool. we spoke, and we, it was just phenomenal. And, um, <clears throat> and yeah, no, we're, we're together now, and it's... I mean, yeah, just a big thanks, Steve. Uh, No worries. Um, I'm I'm pleased for you. I'm pleased for you. You know, um, love is a special gift that God has given us. Um, And it's it's really there for us to find that person. Okay. And too many of us um, waste ourselves on the physical without really focusing on the love. Okay. And I myself went through that terrible process. Uh, I deeply regret it. I wasn't as bad as Russell Brandt. <laughs> I really wasn't. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm not proud of my previous behaviours. And it's taken me a long time, and it's taken me a return to faith, as I said, becoming a born-again Christian 20 years ago. And that journey was a very difficult journey. It's been really difficult. But now I've reached a point where I really understand, I really understand and feel the power of God's love. And, um, you know, some of you might turn off on this, you might not enjoy this conversation, but all I want to say to you is that the way God loves us is this should be the same way that we love our partner, okay? Um, and, and God gave us that special intimacy in order for us to procreate. And we shouldn't abuse that with, you know, 80 lovers a week. I'm having a joke about Russell Brand, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but but I'm so pleased for you, and you know um, you're a real example. You really are a good example. I wish more of your generation um, will start to think about their behaviour. Okay, we're talking about the online safety bill. You know, just start to wake up and realise you don't need to be um, promiscuous to gain respect. Okay, I, I really want to start this conversation about gentlemanliness and old-fashioned behaviors which you know my my father my grandfather and the men the giants whose shoulders we stand on who who created a beautiful moral civilization which is now being degraded and killed and destroyed by perverse sexuality and sexualization um i want to bring something in because and I want to come back to the Taze, but I'm going to bring something dark in. Um, I watched a film um, called The uh, Pope's Exorcist, 
All right. I don't know if you know, but when I first became a Christian, I got quite involved with deliverance ministry and spiritual warfare. So I became acutely aware of certain behaviours that uh, fall into the demonic realm. Okay, And if any of you get a chance to watch that film, the first half of the film was amazing. And then it just went into horrid, like... Uh, horror film you know but obviously it needed to try and make some money so it went in it just went way off the top and it wasn't anything like what the actual exorcist pope's exorcist did it just went over the top but there were a couple of little things he said and you know the sexualization of human beings has been satan's greatest tool okay he took that beautiful behavior between a man and a woman he took what was a pure love and he perverted it into something which is what we see in pornography now. And it's really interesting. If you watch that film and you watch the things that the people who are demonically possessed say to the priest, okay, I mean, it's revolting. It's disgusting what they say. But this is what demonic behavior is like. And the more sexualized you become, the more demonic it is and you're opening yourself up to a spiritual world which i'm warning you is not a good place to be in okay and there's something that he says in it this the pope's exorcist was well known for thumbing his nose and doing funny things at the at the demon okay and the reason he said that was he said satan hasn't doesn't like hasn't got a sense of humor he doesn't like humor and it suddenly struck me What's happened to all our comedians? What's happened to Little Britain? What's happened to all the funny Come things that we used to yeah. watch? Mm. Okay, If you want to see who's in charge of the world at the moment, look for humour on TV. It's not there. Mm. There's no comedians, and if they are, they're really, really tightly bound. Yeah, if they're okay? anti-lock, anti-lockdown comedians, Comedy Unleashed, I work with a guy who's a stand-up comic, the BBC won't get him on. You yeah. see the BBC taxpayer money goes towards comedians. Yeah. They'll get someone who's centre-right or some fucking, like, PC. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And, and actually, the, the Pope's exorcist said, Satan doesn't like humour. You know, and which is why, funnily enough, those wicked narcissistic individuals don't like people like Russell Brand because he takes the piss out of them. And he's humorous. He's funny. Irrespective of what you think of him, he's very funny. They can't take it. Okay, they can't take it. And that tells me everything I need to know. But going back to Teze, um, I'm so, I've heard so much of Teze. I want to go, I want to do, I want to do Teze and I want to do the, um, uh, the walk to uh, the Compost, uh, Santiago de Compostela. Yeah, San, the, um, Santiago. Yeah, what's the walk called? It's, uh, and it'll come to me in a minute, you know. It's a famous walk that you do, you know, it's a pilgrimage in Spain. Mm. Um, it'll come to me. Anyway, uh, I, we, um, partner and I drove around France this year. Uh, we drove to San Gimignano in, in Tuscany. We had a beautiful drive, went through some amazing scenery. On the way back, we went past a turning, really? which said Teze. No way. And I wanted to call you and say, oh, oh you know, I'm going past Teze. Oh, Are you there? I didn't know. You. Yeah, it oh. would have been. So I was thinking about you. So I was sending you good vibes and sending prayers to you. And I said, oh, I wonder if Rory's there. You know. <sighs> And we were talking about whether you were at Teze then. I don't know if you would have been. Um, but, you know, it's so important. I've said this so many times on these podcasts, and I will say it again. This is not a battle between flesh and blood. 
Okay, what we're facing right now, it might appear like Russell Brand, a man of flesh and blood, and, and Caroline Dynage and all those, you know, perverse, wicked individuals who happen to be running us at the moment. Okay, they're human beings. And actually, you know, we were called by Jesus to love our neighbours. And, and actually, we were called to love our enemies, which is really difficult because he said, it's easy to love your neighbour. Mm. It's more difficult to love your enemy. Mm. So, you know, somewhere along the line, we've got to find that love because love conquers all, mm. okay? And we've got to find it within ourselves. But we've got to remember that what is happening at the moment is these people are afflicted. The love of money, as I've said before, is the root of all evil. We've had these arguments. We've had these discussions. But I actually believe... And I watched a program where they interviewed Hollywood superstars and they asked them, you know, they actually said, uh, I gave my, my soul to the devil. I signed my blood, my name in blood. And I and I and I and they're famous because he's given them that. And there's a famous old preacher called Derek Prince. And I'll try and send you the speech. And he actually says that even Jesus said Satan is the God of this world. OK, and it's quite interesting um, Derek Prince was a, a very powerful. So what we've got to understand is that you know the satanic realm is pretty much functioning through um, our government right now, and there is a great wickedness in the world, but it can be overcome, and it's overcome by all of us starting to show love to one another, not through violence, not through aggressiveness, but we have to show love. They can't stand it. Love and humour, love and mm. laugh. Yeah. Love and laughter. Yeah. If love, we love, can yeah. love and laugh, they will. They'll just shrivel up because they can't. You can't fight against that. You can't fight against mm. it. You know. No. Anyway, I'm really pleased yeah. to hear about your girl. No, really I'm, I'm. I'm so happy and like. I I've really thought speak about this a lot because, like, for so long I was so lonely and all I wanted to do was find some, but I wasn't settling. I was because I'm looking for you know long term stuff. Yeah, um, and I really didn't. And there were temp, there were certain things, certain people. And stuff, and I really, I, you know, I thought it was going a bit insane type thing. I just what if I was so bad? And then, like, I prayed about it constantly, like train after train, like to what London constantly, and like speaking to you would give me hope every time I spoke to you. I'd be like, there, come on, please, and like you prayed for me so much, yeah, and. I've met the most, like, literally the most incredible person ever. And she's, like, everything I've ever wanted. She's, like, super kind. Yeah. Um, super, she's, like, absolutely beautiful. Um, she's, like, her personality, she's socially conservative. Like, j like every, she makes me feel amazing. I've, I've made her feel amazing. And, like, I mean, we're, like, soulmates and just doing things together, like, problems not even pro we had haven't even had problems but obviously we will but like you face challenges yeah, but, but you but yeah. the way you overcome yeah them. and that's yeah. the thing it's like no one who i'd first go through problems with or issues and like just our compatibility is on another level and i'm so glad that i've like the because there's certain you know it's easy when you meet someone and stuff <clears throat> to kind of think certain things and want to do some things but i think if you just focus on people and the person you really find something a lot more greater than kind of the sexualization culture and everything. Mm, and like, right. I, I, you know, I used to be cast out as a weirdo because I, I found it, I kind of, it wouldn't just kind of, when I was with my friends, be like, oh, I showed this person. I, I, I always hated that. Mm. Um, and I always used to feel like a weirdo with it. And you kind of gave me a lot more strength to be like embracing that. And then people I used to watch and then I used to, and then I embraced it fully. And I was like, this is what I stand for. These are my values. And 
I, I lived by that and I resisted certain things. And now the fact that I've kind of met someone and it's everything I've ever wanted type thing. And it's, it's absolutely crazy. Like the love, and like she's been gone a few days. I was losing my shit. <laughs> um, so and, and it was it's so generally, so, and the time in Taze, even just Taze itself, just mm. not talking about her the whole time. Like it was the greatest experience of my life. I was apps. I can't even explain how incredible it was. The journey there was a holiday. I like know. I went there and the pure love and kindness, I was unbelievable. Like when I went there, there was this ginger priest. I call him the ginger priest. His name's James. Yeah, yeah. And he came up to me. And I was like, I want to talk to you. And he just gave his all to me. And it it like it was so major for me because I've I've never had anyone apart from you on my podcast who've lit who's literally gone out their way to like care about me. And I've had kind of a lot of shitty friends and people who don't really give a fuck mm-hmm. and who don't really show a lot of interest or like don't get me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was just seeing that and just the pure love and kindness, like mm-hmm. people who just cared about you and were kind and just I and when I came back I was I it was like I had just rebirthed like yeah. I couldn't even speak my brother called me I couldn't speak I literally couldn't speak I had to speak um That's and pure joy yeah pure like joy. I, I cannot explain how much it moved me and the fact that I've met this person and I know there'll be ups and downs obviously but it's like I, yeah, I mean, yeah, just a big thank you, Steve, because oh, you man. get you gave me so much kind of courage, and you 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 prayed for me, yeah, and I you did. were there for me, and you you really kind of make con- like you constantly said, you know, you'll meet some of the stuff, and I, I was like, oh fuck, fuck, and like the fact that it's actually happened, so big <laughs> big thanks to you. Ah, uh, no worries, it's it's a joy to listen to to you because you know I went through a similar patch as I said to you and that's why I wanted you to give give you that hope because you know I I don't want to go over it but you know I, the last 10 years has been horrendous from that sort of thing the divorce and you know having to split apart from my children and my family then then you have to start through that whole dating game again and I was really trying to find myself in that and I fell into some bad habits um, and then I just stuck I just dug deep into God and you know, as a as a as a as a Catholic, um, I found the Rosary, which is a prayer that we say with the beads. I found myself doing that regularly, and the peace and calm I got. But at the end of saying that, I would ask for the things that I wanted from my heart, and I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed that I would meet my soulmate. I wanted to meet the love of my life, um, and I really wanted to know what that felt like. Um, I thought I had in the past. Uh, maybe I had, but it wasn't compatible. It didn't work. But I just prayed that this time, this time I would meet someone who I would want to spend my life with and they would want to spend their life with me and that we would, we would fit together on every level. Okay. And I have done that. I feel, you know, um, I feel, I feel that my partner and I right now are at that place. So, and, and it's not easy because you see, love, um, is, Love is something that waxes and wanes, okay? And I remember years ago, I took my daughter to see a, a constable exhibition and we were in the, um, uh, where was it? It was the V&A. And my daughter was only little. She couldn't even, she, she, was, she was dyslexic and she couldn't read properly. And she came up one day and she showed me this card and she said, Daddy, I don't really know what it means, but I think it means something nice. And I looked at it and it said, um, uh, love is a blossoming flower. Um, but a tree is um, a shade uh, is, is the shade of friendship. 
Okay, I've got to try and remember the actual quote. But what it was saying was that although you have the wonderful joy of love, don't forget that the sheltering tree is friendship. Mm. And ultimately, within your relationship, that love, it's surrounded by that deep friendship that you have for each mm. other. And it was a famous poet who'd, 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 who'd made that, that um, statement. And that really struck me because... I was always focused on, you know, the wham, bam, wow, love thing. But what it said is love is like a blossoming flower, which means it blossoms and it might go, but it'll blossom. But what holds you through that is that deep friendship because pure friendship is love, you know, and and that's that's what I'm trying to say to you, that allow, you know, the problem we've got is that we've got this Disney view of love. You know, happily ever after, <clears throat> and that once you've met and and you know the prince and the princess meet and they go off and they live their lives ha- happily ever after. No, you don't. You have some really shit times, okay. And there are times when you may actually not love each other, and it can happen. But what holds you together is that friendship, because it's that bond. Because you 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 ultimately because love is a choice. Yeah, and also yeah. remember the Greeks have lots of different words for love. They have mm. five different words. There's agape. There's eros. Uh, there's um, uh, there's, there's a whole lot of there's different words and, and they're very important because they show the different aspects of love. So all I'm saying to you is just, you know, give give yourself to each other, but be aware that challenges will rise. Mm. But know that you will overcome them because it's not just about the love, it's about the friendship, it's the respect, it's the dignity that you show uh, and it's respect to each other, you know. Um, uh did I ever read that uh, Ephesians to you about what love is? No, no, no. I'd do you, do you want me to read yes, it? Do you want yes, to read it? Yes, yes. So should we should we do a little Bible verse? So Lovely you're going to have to you're going to have to excuse me while I try and find um, uh, you know uh, I think it's Ephesians isn't it Ephesians? Uh, love is I'm pro- I've probably read this to you before, but I want to read it again can't because beat it, can't beat it. yeah you can't beat it actually you can't beat it and. Um, just give me a moment to find it. Um, I saw it. I think it's from Matthew. There's a good one where love is not jealous. Love is not. Yeah, this and, is, and no, that, that's Ephesians. Actually. Oh, Ephesians. Yeah, yeah. And it's so powerful because it's like it. It shows the North Star. So it's like you might feel those things, but if your goal is not to feel those things, that is your intention. I think. Yeah. Because like I, 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 I definitely, I think in a in to a respect, do struggle with certain things as yeah. everyone does. But like my, I don't. It's how you act within it. If you yeah. use that to be toxic, to be like horrible to someone, then I think that's the sin itself. Um, but it's because ha- it is a battle. You can't. There's some emotions you feel that you can't get away from. But it's how you battle the emotions. I think yeah. that's the main thing. It, it is. It is. And forgive me, not Ephesians. It's Corinthians. Um, I've never been a good one to quote the Bible. Um, but uh, let me just try and find the Bible verse. Uh, it's always good to throw one of these in, isn't it? Um, uh, uh, and I hope people enjoy this. Um, so forgive me. Um, the cookies. All right. Okay. So I'm going to read this out, and I hope I uh, get this right. I'm going to close my eyes. Yeah, and I haven't got my glasses, so you have to forgive me if I stumble on the words. Okay. So this is one of the most beautiful um, Bible verses, and I I give this as a gift to everybody listening. Okay. And I want you to carry this in your heart, carry it, you know, all the days of your life, because this is just so beautiful. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am not only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Sorry, can I start again? Yeah. Can, you re- can you do that again? 
If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonour others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies they will cease, where there are tongues they will be stilled, where there is knowledge it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. Blimey, <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it just absolutely, the most beautiful thing? Absolutely. You know, and I would, like I said, I would encourage, you know, everyone who listens to this to open the Bible, start with the New Testament. The Old Testament's just the history of the Jewish people and their relationship with God. And it's it's a history, okay? But if you want to understand God's real love and the personality of God and what it means, then you just need to look at Jesus Christ, who was the Son of God. And when you read, I would recommend start reading the New Testament but maybe start the book of John, okay, and then read through, um, because that, that is quite amazing. Mm. But you've got to, you know, and if you've got a heart for it and you're not sure where your faith is, ask God to give you faith and, and ask him to forgive your lack of faith and try and have that conversation because when you start to try and talk to your creator, you will find him answering you. And the number of people have said to me, do you know what, Steve, I prayed and it happened. You know, and prayer, oh my, my goodness. If all of us can pray for a better world and for God's will to be done, then I think we'll start to see things change. Mm. Because right now, too many of us are trapped in wicked, evil ways. Yeah. Too many of us are behaving like Russell Brand did. Mm. But yeah. then again, he changed. Have you seen that interview with him? And, yeah, no, no, he um, has completely changed. You know, he has yeah. changed. So, And that, that's the key thing, I think, like, you know, we're, we're in this culture, like, as a young person where, I mean, it's just degeneracy beyond any level. Mm. Like, people 
like in open relationships i mean it's just that's the norm like you know sleeping around that's the norm kind of wanting relationships a bit mm. like oh fucking hell or like wanting to actually get to know someone and not just a transaction that's kind of weird and mm. just if you're one of those people out there listening now who all you want to do is find someone and like you know treat them well and love them and build something together like don't don't stray away from that stick on that path because you know i think there's a thing as well like <clears throat> in life people say kind of nice guys finish last and stuff and i think that a lot of the kind of media perception like success what is success and that kind of gets drawn into that when actually i think like in these days especially this degeneracy and everything if you're actually just a legit kind of you actually kind of are nice to people and kind and you're actually a, a good like you'd be surprised there are people who pick up on that and don't get in, influenced by just like complete degeneracy online and people sleeping around and like going to a club and one night stands don't f- focus on that because if you want something you gotta you gotta really kind of i don't know live by it almost to an extent and if you know if you were different everyone changes everyone makes mistakes but don't think that there's no one out there because there are people like there's more there's more even though the degeneracy levels are getting to new highs there's also you know a small but solid faction of people who are just saying this is absolutely insane I want to actually get to know faction. someone. It's not small. <clears throat> it's huge. But they're silent. They're mm. quiet. Because yeah, they're, yeah. they're not they're not the narcissistic psychopaths who mm. shout. They're very quiet. They're a quiet um, group of people. But it's really interesting what you just said, because you use the S word. You use the S word, which is success. And remember the conversation yeah. I had years ago mm. about that lovely prior at Alton Abbey who said to me, you know, it's not about success. Try and seek fulfilment. You know, we, we as... Um, a race of people need to just change our thinking. Something has gone so wrong, so wrong. We are, we have more wealth. We have more of everything: food, clothes, um, holidays. You know, we 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 have more. And funny enough, the more that I have, the less I want. I've reached that point now where I'm almost kind of living like a hermit. Seriously. Wow. You know, occasionally, you know, I'll, I'll try and find something that I'll, I'll buy, but I'm, and I do have a little bit of an addiction with Amazon, I have to say, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm really silly because I buy, I've just bought myself a new second-hand camera because um, I got fed up of using this, and I, when we were on holiday, I wanted to take some really nice snaps, and when I use the phone, you just don't get the same perspective, so I thought if I get a nice camera, one of those proper lenses, you know, then I'll be able to take it, so I have spent money on that, so forgive me. But what I'm trying to say is that find your joy in in life stop stop trying to you know stop trying to be successful okay and i know that sounds really ridiculous but the part of the problem we've got in our society is this doggy dog kind of um you know i want to, to be better than everybody else and I hear these young people say this, I want to be super successful, I want to have you know, a car, I want to be able to do this, I want to have all these trappings and things like that. Now, I don't mind if you've got a determined desire to do well in your life and you want to you know, be the best you can. But when it means stepping on other people or whether it means taking shortcuts mm. or whether it means joining the Freemasons because they'll give you a free ride to make a lot of money, uh, and that's another group of people who are degenerates, and I'm, you know, we have a major problem because that that whole group is is satanic. But I'm asking people to go simpler into your life, find contentment, find love, find joy, uh, find fulfilment. Stop chasing after 
things. Um, uh, Ecclesiastes, if you read Ecclesiastes, the story of Solomon, he says, there's nothing better for man than to eat, drink and be merry, for then he will enjoy life. Okay, stop chasing after things. You know, it's it's not worth it. Yeah, no, I so agree. I actually spoke, I, I spoke with her yesterday, actually, because I've been struggling that bit recently. And she gave me the most, like, lovely... It was one of the most beautiful things anyone's ever said to me in my life on, on a phone call because I was feeling a bit... <clears throat> I was feeling down about a few things and, like, it was so beautiful what she said to me. And I think it's so true. It's so easy to get wrapped up in that. And, what you know, it's one thing to make money, but it's how you make the money, I think, is a big thing. One hundred percent. It's it's also what you do with it as well. Yeah, no. You know? it's, I mean, I'm I'm finding real joy in being able to give money. I'm fi- I find real joy in being able to hand it out. Mm. Not that I have a huge amount, but, mm. but it's also, also a proportion. Like a millionaire will give ten grand, boast about it. Yeah. But one quid to somebody who has ten quid, that's more than anything. You've just re- you've just re- you've just repeated the story of the widow's mite. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. you know the story. story Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful story about the widow's mite. She gave the little coin in her mm. pocket, which was nothing, but it meant more to her than the 10,000 10, the millionaire mm. gave. So you're right, you know, and I think really, I, I want to try and get young men, you know, you've got uh, Tate, what's his name? Andrew uh, Tate. Andrew, was it? Hmm? What's his name? Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Yeah. So Andrew Tate has this rather sort of aggressive way of, and I get it because he's trying to uh, increase our masculinity. Right, he's because we're 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 being emasculated by the current system. You know, you either uh, it's fashionable now to cut your bollocks off and become a girl. (laughs) You know, this transgender you know inversion is 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 like being pushed upon us. And if ever you want to see Satan working, Baphomet, you know, the god Baphomet is a is a transgender being. So it's a satanic symbolism. Now, you know, I think what we've got to start to do is is move away from that. And I think. We need to understand what it is to be a gentleman, not a bloke like Andrew Tate tries to make people out to be. But I mean, you know, an old fashioned gentleman, the way there was a gentleness about the way men behaved. And, you know, you don't need to strut around showing how big your muscles are or or trying to be intimidating. That's not masculine. That's being a weirdo. You know, it's about being a gentle man. And if more of the young guys out there can, you know, look at how they behave, how they speak to other people, um, I think I'm really hopeful, actually. You know, I really am hopeful. And I think you give me hope, Rory, because when I see a young man like you and the conversations we have, and, you know, including my kids, you know, uh, my, my three boys and my daughter, when I see what amazing human beings they are, and then I look around and I speak to other young kids. When I was in France and Italy, you know, we got served by some amazing kids, you know, at the tables, they waiters and waitresses. And and I and I said to my partner, you know, these this generation is amazing. And whilst I know there is this temptation to go to the extreme, and I know that there are some kids who have you know, who've lost their way, I honestly believe that there will be a big turn. You know, the, the pendulum as an a very wise old lady once said to me, the pendulum always swings. Mm. And what happens, it goes up to an extreme and then it swings back. That'd be a weird yeah. thing. To, that'd be the well, weirdest thing back. to witness going from OnlyFans, hookup culture, 
half naked Instagram to like ultra digital. That would be the weirdest <laughs> thing to experience. Yeah. Hopefully that's in the future when certain people are growing up, maybe in my... No, it'll happen. Maybe. It'll happen. If we all pray um, for it to happen, it'll mm. happen. I believe that. Well, it's, it's been an absolute blast. Thanks for coming on again, Steve. Sad we've only shed one mic, but it's been amazing as always. Always Thanks pleasure. Always pleasure. Thank you so much for and, having me on. And like, yeah, all the blessings and everything, like it means a lot. And and if you're listening right now, please do share with a friend, family member, somebody who's here, these conversations outside their little box. Yeah. Because it's the only way the podcast grows. It's all down to you. If you're listening right now to this episode and you enjoyed it, share it to... W- one two people group chat whatever it is because that's the way you got to make a change you got to be the change as andrew bridgen says if you want change you got to be the change to be the change anyway steve any last word yeah i like that be the change uh don't be scared to voice your opinion you know talk to strangers get their opinion see what they say be gentle with them um but i think the more of us that have that conversation with other people you know, we will start the change. We will start the change. We need change. It'll happen. And like I said, you know, I'm really hopeful that um, in the next few years, we're going to find a beautiful world to live in. Amen. Be the change you want to be. Share the show. <laughs> Give it a rating if you did enjoy it. Fucking love every single one of you. Thank you so much for just giving your time. It means so, so much. And check out Steve's website as well if you're listening. Link yeah, yeah. I just want to do a plug yeah. for this. So uh, just very quickly, some of the guys that I know have been working very hard uh, with council tax. They've been challenging council tax. There's a lot of um, information which shows that council tax is an actual fact unlawful. Uh, the courts that enforce it, the magistrates' courts, really don't have the right, according to, I think, Lord Halesbury, um, that these are, these courts just can't... It's it's basically stealing money off you. It's money with... Um, so, for example, what's happened is uh, they've sent out summonses. And so when you're summons to court, that tells you you've got to come to court, OK? But if you summon someone and then say to them they don't need to come to court, well, you're basically saying they're guilty. Again, we're going back to the situation. So everybody who's received a, a council tax summons will find it says you don't need to come to court. That is illegal. That is unlawful. You can't tell someone that you're going to find them guilty because they're not, you, they can't come and defend themselves. Mm. That's one thing. As part of their challenges to the Magistrates Court and, and Portsmouth City Council, somewhere along the line, someone sent them 6,000 names of people who haven't paid. Now, the original document was redacted but when it was received by the people who it was sent to, it was not redacted, which is a massive, absolutely huge data breach by Portsmouth City Council. Okay, Portsmouth City Council, in my opinion, is rotten to the core. Those councillors, they're all, they're all in it. They're all Freemasons. They're all putting money into their own pockets. Uh, you know, it is a rotten organisation. And councils across the land, what about Birmingham City Council collapsing because... You know what they were being paying themselves millions um so you know we've got a rotten structure that's running us at the moment i use the term local not global so local not global look up pompey hood p-o-m-p-e-y hood h-o-o-d dot info uh, it's a website i've set up uh it's to support the guys with what they're doing but there'll be a lot more information on that. And I think more and more people will be mm. pushing that information out. Yeah, and we'll do an episode of that. And also, if you follow on Instagram, at Ray Podcast, we'll drop a link there. And link in the description if you're listening. It'd be great to check it out. And we'll definitely go into that more properly. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Fucking love every single one of you. It's a bye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. See you next Thursday at 6 o'clock. Peace. <laughs>
Come on! <laughs> Great, really nice one, mate. Was that good? Yeah.